Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos Now. And I have to say I'm especially delighted today to welcome you because it is the 150th episode. And I'm all the more delighted to have one of my most yeah, favorite and frequented guests here with me, Dr. Thomas Keller. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Aurelia. And we're going to talk about a particularly delightful topic as well. It is Art Basel time. Yeah, and my voice is slightly raspy and we are all very tired. <laughs> Because, yes, we did, we did the last few days at the fair and everything that was happening surrounding it. Tell me, Thomas, how was it? Did you like it? Did you have a good time? Oh, I think we had a good time. It was, as usually, very crowded. Uh, it is said to be the first choice and the VIP guests, mm. but it is thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, we already thought at the last year's freeze in London, where do all these people come from? <laughs> I think there are n uh, not that many collectors around on the planet, but... Uh, sort of they were all there plus uh, their family members kids and uh, friends etc on the other hand an incredible excitement um, a lot of tension a lot of sales already before the market thing really opened which is always sharp 11 a.m and then until four o'clock Uh, this first choice uh, period is uh, the mega excitement. Everybody wants to hunt something and shoot something. Uh, and I think the level this year was, as usual, before the pandemic, very high. Yeah, I agree. I had a great time. I mean, it was very busy. And of course, it was. it's rather warm at the moment. So it, it felt Yeah, it felt crowded. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, we did this podcast earlier in German, so I'm going to scramble everything that I asked you there for the English version because I think one point that you just touched on is really interesting. The dynamic of pre-sales versus sales that could happen and maybe also, we, we talked about this already, the really high-level sales that you know often are recorded. Um, what was going on there? Um, we know from the pandemic that um, the program of the fairs uh, has to be there digitally, right? Mm -hmm. And this was usually a day, two days, three days, four days before the fair opened. Um, in the past, this was impossible. Today, now, in 2023, I think I received my first uh, Art Basel program two weeks before the fair started, yeah. including the prices. And then when I was asking prices, in some of the cases they said already a week before the fair opened, oh, it's already sold. <laughs> We cannot tell you the price any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is very funny because um, it was not allowed many years ago. You were not allowed to do that. Uh, you could talk about what you would show, but you would never even show it. You mm -hmm. know, people really had to go and run. Mm -hmm. And they were running in the past. We had people who yeah. were running like in sneakers to go to this and that gallery and that. Uh, shooting something within the next six exactly. minutes. Today, it's kind of, you know, if you do not know what a gallery shows, you're already like uh, second row. You're not really interested as a client. You are not a real collector. And I think also the advisors today, you have seen most of the fair before you even enter. I mean, that's uh, a strong exaggeration, but uh, this is the tendency. And uh, we, we really have both. We have a digital art fair and we have a real art mm -hmm. fair. The real art fair, however, um, 
people really sometimes shop only because they see the digital image uh, we are very very happy not only to see the original but we we still think you shouldn't do that you should see the work even if it is photography I, yeah. you should see it as a real piece on the wall or on the ground yeah could not agree more i think that you know the physicality no matter how well you know the the work of the artist and you can abstract from it of course but it's yeah it's recommendable of course and high level sales anything that you noted there like those you know really heavy hitters of a couple um, you know, double digit millions uh, I think double digit millions uh, haven't been pre-sold uh, because then really the people wouldn't bring them in any longer but quite a number of five to seven million pieces have been sold before the fair started mm -hmm. and that was mostly uh, with the three really major 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 galleries on the planet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I know it from Hauser and Wirt and I know it from Gagosian uh, on the other hand, uh, then people sometimes are very faithful and, and still bring it because they think, well, this is our program. These these are our artists. We sure. want we want to show them. Sure. Uh, if you look, for instance, also that galleries do museum level exhibitions in their galleries, like uh, David Zwirner showed Kusama in New York, and you had 150 yards of uh, queuing almost around the block. Uh, it was kind of logical that he would bring major works of Kusama, a small kind of retrospective, a sculpture of a pumpkin, a self-portrait that was very new in one of these little dot paintings uh, that was actually large uh, and expensive. And the prices are incredible. Mm. I mean, people pay up to, to 8 million US uh, for the works now, and it was in case of a new work, sometimes only 750,000. Mm -hmm. um, these are the new tendencies of Art Basel. The things are getting more expensive. There's more excitement. There's more branding. There's more interest. There's more people. And all of a sudden, you think art is a luxury brand. Mm, yeah, well. That's true. <laughs> There's also rich overlap between luxury brands and our puzzle at this point, absolutely. Um, Thomas, let me ask you about your highlights. I think that's always a very insightful question. Things that surprised you, things that stood out for you, either new artists or work by artists that were familiar to you, but that you thought were particularly of note. We usually uh, try to walk with collectors through the fair to really show them what are the two, three, four, five major, major contemporary artworks that are brand new of artists we do really appreciate. And I think um, what everybody loved was uh, in particular one very colorful painting by German artist Anne Imhoff. Mm -hmm. Uh, that looked a little bit like uh, a fantasy picture of huge clouds of maybe some stormy weather but the storm was then really truly the colors uh, it looked natural and artificial at once you had no idea whether it is oil acrylic varnish or photography uh, very strong colors and it was immediately sold mm -hmm. i think the piece could have been sold uh, five to ten times yeah. and then we were admiring that one of the galleries was so courageous to give uh, the booth to just one artist which was uh, Laura Owens at, at Sadie Coles uh, we were loving that uh, the leading gallery in the Middle East Zweizemler again had brand new works of their roster of artists Munira Al Sol who is more and more appreciated by uh, 
international crowd. She had a show at the Art Institute in Chicago. She has a new gallery now also in Belgium. And then also Unlimited this year had uh, some very, very remarkable um, installations. Mm -hmm. I think the most surprising was a total museum installation by uh, America West uh, photography series by Richard Avedon. And Gagosian had uh, a 100th birthday of Richard Avedon show that has been curated, I think, by almost 100 different VIP people, a lot of actresses and actors, and even up to to politicians and uh, models, etc., etc. Yeah. So everybody could choose his or her favorite Richard Avedon. But at the uh, Unlimited, um, it was a huge, huge, huge uh, prints in frames that obviously Avedon conceived himself, and the, the total thing was for sale for 15 million. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of money. On the other hand, I discussed it with a young photographer and she thought, "Is this is really cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were so stunning, I have to agree. They yeah. were very, very, very impressive, yeah. Mm. Also a little bit further down, just if anybody now got curious when you mentioned the name Anne Imhoff, there was a video by Anne Imhoff that I think relays really beautifully how she touches on these very primal, very instinctive feelings of angst and, and fear. And it's very nightmarish, almost, this video. And I, I thought it was very impressive. Uh, agree with you. The, the Unlimited was very, was very impressive this year. Thomas, surrounding the fair, anything you want to mention? Uh, museum shows, other fairs? The museum shows, as usual, are, are very, very strong, uh, particularly uh, Kunstmuseum and uh, Fondation Baele. Also Zurich every Saturday, Sunday before the fair tries very hard to attract people. I thought this year was a little bit less exciting than the years before. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the small, the satellite fairs in Basel, I think uh, you need a lot, a lot, a lot of energy to also visit those because oh, yeah. Art Basel already has 284 booths and to see them all takes takes one day. Yeah. Uh, it's it's never less and yeah. then even one day is a little bit you know you, you cannot look at art without interruption for eight hours yeah. so better you go two days we strongly recommend people to see that fair before it ends Sunday night um, so when people listen to us on Friday there's still a weekend um, Aurelia, I would love to touch this idea that Art Basel is under new management. Oh, yeah, please. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still outstanding. Absolutely. That's an uh, important part. There was a, a huge, huge uh, amount of money that was kind of pumped into the uh, society that runs this fair, it, it formerly with the watches and uh, jewelry, uh, 100 million coming from James Murdoch, the fourth uh, son of uh, Rupert. And it was really the opening day, June 13th, that uh, all of a sudden Murdoch gave a long interview on Artnet why he did it. Mm -hmm. And he said he had to decide between either Formula One or Indian cricket, which I don't really know what it is, you know, I'm so sorry, <laughs> uh, or art. And he was uh, thinking, you know, the art crowd, they are the craziest. This is a wandering circus. They really love to travel. And also that now uh, Paris Plus, uh, the French version of Art Basel, yeah. is uh, part of the game. 
he was admiring that and said, okay, now we have Art Basel all four seasons long and truly in different parts of the world. It starts in the spring with Hong Kong and then in the summer is Basel, in the fall is Paris, in the winter is Miami, which is like an endless summer sort of, right? Yeah. Because Miami, of course, is a very warm weather in, in early December. Um, Hong Kong's nice in March already, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not too hot, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Rupert was um, offering this insight that really the art is turning into a luxury brand, a luxury market. And obviously um, Art Basel gets all the addresses of people who come. You mm. have to identify with your email address, with your name, if you want to have a first choice uh, ticket for Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., mm -hmm. also for the days afterwards. If you're VIP, they know who you are. And uh, we ah. know this from other companies who are in the digital world, right? In the end of the day, uh, if you have all these people on on one uh, hardware disk, uh, you know what's going on in the art world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, we old-fashioned people think more, it has to be intimate, it has to be secret. Uh, it has to be sort of hidden, but I think uh, the whole art world will turn very much into this branding thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one more thing then, if we're already talking about management and so on, Noah, Ho Noah Horowitz. Yeah, Noah was working for Sotheby's and he is now following Mark Spiegler, who did it for around a decade. Spiegler uh, was following Sam Keller, who was the guy who was putting Art Basel on an international level by founding the idea that Miami should be part of it and then also later Hong Kong should be part of it. Yeah. Um, so the internationality of art uh, is uh, fostered in a way that you can say that it's now really becoming real business. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like with luxury handbags, with luxury watches, etc. The art starts in the area of 30, 40,000 and can go up into millions and yeah. you bring your wallet, please. <laughs> and uh, if you think of investment, uh, don't please dream too much. It's mm -hmm. more like spending. Uh, you should be an art consumer and you should queue. And if you get the piece, you can be very proud. For the old-fashioned galleries, this is um, hard to swallow. It's a real change and some say the commercialization of the art world for them is a little bit too much. Yeah. And Noah, of course, is in charge of uh, also developing the branding. He's basically there to really coordinate all the fairs together to find out, you know, which galleries go where, why do they go there, how successful are they, what is their roster of artists, do they keep word, do, we, do they really bring masterworks or only things that have been possibly already shown somewhere else, and so forth and so forth and so forth. So it's really developing the community with high-class food. Yeah, I, we'll see how that how, how those changes turn out in real life. That's true. Thomas, uh, any last remarks? We were joking earlier that we're going to do 150 minutes on the 150. Yeah, yeah. We're closer to 15. I think that's a better time. Let's, But anything that let's you... make uh, yeah, let's make the 15 and not uh, <laughs> that much beyond. I think you know uh, the insightful thing is that Art Basel really has returned to the level it had before the pandemic. Yeah. On the other hand, if you look into the near future, 
you know we have these high interest rates so people are more and more cautious to really spend millions for art because mm. they know they now could really do other things with their money with their cash in particular uh, so they do wait uh, there is less sales in the high price market and there is much less sales in the day sales of the auction houses mm -hmm. so we think that it is more on the buyer's side in the next uh, six to twelve months in the end to say that it is the best time now for the buyer to go and have a look what they should buy better than before i, I love that as as the last words thomas thank you so much and of course we highly recommend to go to art basel and start there with uh, yeah, getting getting some ideas of what you could buy Thank you. Thank you, Aurelia. That was that was great fun, and I'm happy that you know we did a little uh, art excursion on the 150th episode. So thank you, Thomas, for everything, and we thank you very much as always for listening. Again, go to Basel, enjoy the art, have a good time, reach out if you need help, <laughs> and we'll be back with more from Bergos now next week on Friday. Until then, bye bye.